You are listening to the Power and Pros Podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice. Power and Pros is a space of healing and an invitation to profess the power you possess. Come along on the journey and let's get into the show. What's up, cool kids? We are back with another episode of the Power and Pros Podcast. How are y'all feeling? I hope y'all are feeling good and doing well. Um, if you looked at the title of the episode, then you see we have a guest, and we haven't had a guest in a minute, y'all. Um, and I am so, 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 so excited for who is joining me on the show today, just because she's just so full of wisdom, um, and she's just dope. She's a young Black woman doing dope stuff and you're going to hear all about it because I'm about to read her bio. Um, so in this episode, I'm going to be joined by Jasmine Newsom and Jasmine is a speaker, writer, humanitarian, and social entrepreneur committed to service, youth development, and mental wellness. As a past Teach for America Corps member in Charlotte, Jasmine has worked in multiple avenues to close the achievement gap in education. She continued her passion for developing youth in underserved areas by working as a caseworker for the Boys and Girls Club of Greater St. Louis. Ow, shout out to the um, she has also traveled to over 15 countries and has devoted much of her time to embracing every culture she's experienced. As the current deputy CEO of Destination Impact and project lead for four international trips, she has coupled her love for traveling and service by leading travelers to help under-resourced communities across the African diaspora. As an advocate for mental wellness in women, she created a blog titled J New Wisdom, The Revelations of a Millennial Woman, and loves the ability to be transparent with her journey in hopes to inspire others on their own. She is currently founding her own nonprofit, yes, get it, UCBI, helping underserved youth see beyond their realities to identify their purpose. She remains committed to impacting communities both locally and globally. Please help me welcome Jasmine to the show. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. How you doing? <laughs> Good. I'm so happy that you are joining me. First of all, I didn't tell you this before we started recording, but I had my eyes on you for a minute on getting on the show. So when I sent the email, I was over here. I read it a couple times. I wrote it one day, saved it in my draft, sent it the next day. I had to read it again. I was like, oh, I hope she say yes, but she be doing a lot of stuff. And I don't <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I, like, I got to come correct with Jazz. So I'm happy that you say yes and that you're here. Of course. Anytime a black woman is doing dope things and I can help or be a part of, I'm down for. So there, there should have been no nervousness because I was going to say yes from the get. <laughs> Come on, she a woman for the people. For the people, yes, my people. (laughs) Um, I think that one of the reasons why I wanted you on the show, one, because what you put in your bio, you're just so open about what you do, why you do it, your love for all things, um, whether it's Monica or Brandy, who side you on, whether it's God, anything that you do, you're just open about it. And I think that that includes mistakes. Um, so there was a uh, IG live that I saw Jasmine on when I saw her speak for the first time outside of like posting things and just in doing that you could just see um, her relationship with God her relationship with her confidence first of all I think that is so dope when somebody can do something and it's straight up not for the accolades not for the likes it's like this is what I'm supposed to be doing and they're just walking in that thing so you could definitely see that with her but the transparency which is something that I value on power and pros is just so evident because on power and pros it's like 
I created this platform for Black women to share, to know what their authentic voice is, but it's a totally different thing to walk that out, to live it, to breathe it, for other people to benefit off of that. And yes. I just think you do that so well. So I wanted you to come on and talk about um, the power in progression because, listen, progress. <laughs> Girl, it's a... <laughs> But I don't think I could talk about it alone just because I look at it in a very black and white way, which is harmful to how I'm trying to progress, first of all. And then I think that it it would just be dope to talk to somebody else and have a conversation about how progress, our view of it, our relationship with the word, our relationship with it as it manifests in our lives. And so um, I kind of really solidified talking to Jazz about this topic because I made a tweet. I'm going to read the tweet to y'all. And she commented. And I was like, okay, she feel me. <laughs> yes, I remember it. I remember it. <laughs> um, so the tweet read, it's been difficult for me to process that you never arrive, but are forever in the state of forward progression. And I wrote that because I am thinking about my position at work. My work anniversary is coming up, podcast anniversary, and it's just all these things. Thanks, girl. Um, All these things that are popping off. And I'm starting to think about progress. And when do I feel, when am I going to feel like I've made it? When am I going to feel like I arrived or, or I've achieved what I've set out to do? And when I was really, for real, like taking time, I didn't did some worship. I had some time to sit. I made a journal entry. And then I just sat with that. And when I sat with it, it was like, you just don't arrive, Des. Like you're always going to be moving because what's beautiful. I think about me is that I do, I'm always looking for the next thing. Sometimes when that can be harmful, um, Mm -hmm. if it's not harvested in the right way, but I think that I'm always, I'm always seeing like, there's more, there's more that I can do. There's more that God wants to do. There's, there's some active things that are happening right now. And I want to tap into it. I want all of it. And so if I have that heart posture, then I can't have a heart posture where I want to just sit and be done. I just mm-hmm. want to sit in my riches. I just want to, you know what I'm saying, have the accolades. It kind of just doesn't work like that. Um, and I'm not sure if, if we're called to that. And so I wanted to kind of chat. I guess, Jess, how were you feeling when you responded, when you liked the tweet? Like, where, what is your thought on the arrival or the or arrival, I guess, versus forward progression being a ever everlasting state that we're in. Yeah. So I commented because that has been a thing that I've been learning uh, for much of my twenties. Um, I was always the type of person to be like, yep, when I get there and when I get there, I literally had language that I would say, like, I can't wait till I get there because when I do that and I'm gonna be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And so um, it wasn't until I was in therapy. And I was talking about my healing journey. And I told my therapist, I said, I'm supposed to be um, healed by now. I'm supposed to be at this certain place by now. And she looked at me and she said, wait, hold up. Do you think there's a destination here? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah, no, it's not. Um, You will constantly be healing. There isn't a destination. And each season of your life, God will reveal another broken part that you need to heal from. Mm. And when I heard, I remember crying in that, that therapy session because it, 
it made me realize that I have always been trying to get to a destination Mm -hmm. that when I was in college, I was like, got to graduate. When I graduated, got to get a job. When I got a job, got to go to grad school. When Mm -hmm. I got to grad school, it was always something next. What is next? And then God God put me in a season where um, there was no huge accolades. There was no what's next. There was nothing there. I didn't know what was next. Like I literally had to sit still enough for him to reveal it for me. And when I did that, I realized that there was um, a destination addiction. Like I really loved getting somewhere. I love seeing the progress and I love the gratification that comes from getting to a certain place. But there will be, if you are addicted to that, I promise you God will put you in a season where (laughs) that doesn't happen for you for like a few, like for a few months. He will show you like, no, this is not where my purpose is for you. My purpose isn't in getting you somewhere. My purpose is in who you become as you're moving through that journey. And so I think about arriving. It's like we never arrive. There is no arrival. It's just you're going to just continue to go to different levels, level after level, level after level. And we have to get to the point where we are not so addicted to getting to the next place that we forget to like embrace where we are, to be yeah. present in where we are. Because there have been so many times where I was so ready to get out of somewhere, you know, like excited to graduate from college. But the moment I did, I was like, I really miss college. I, when I was teaching I, and I got into grad school, I'm like, oh, my God, I really miss my kids. Mm-hmm. And so there, I always realized that there was moments and seasons that I did not grieve properly because mm-hmm. I was so ready to get to the next place. And I think that's where we um, we miss out on. We miss out on being able to grieve things properly, being able to let go of things properly because we're so ready to get to the next place. And God's like, I'm trying to show you something here but you're so ready to go over there that you're going to miss it. And years later, you're going to look back and be like, wow, I wish I would have embraced that moment. I really wish I would have embraced that season instead of trying to get to arrive to the next place. Yeah. I think also what's so crazy about your therapist is, girl, my therapist said the same thing. (laughs) I'm telling you, she literally, and I I didn't even say, I don't know. I was just like, she was, she she just stopped and looked at me and she's like, you are not here to be fixed. You're not broken. Mm. She's like, you can't, you're not gonna um, just arrive to this this fixed place where you will never have to digest something again, where you'll never have to heal again, where you'll never have to, like you just, if that's what you're in this thing, while you're here, while you're doing this work, we won't get to that together. That's not where our journey is going. And I too, had to I shed some tears. I was like, what you mean? And I was like, girl, that's why I'm paying you, sis. Like, where's I'm for real. Get me. Like, what you talking about? That was not in our welcome um session. Okay. And I think it hurt me so bad because I had to I realized I was gonna have to do some work. Mm-hmm. Continuous. Like, it, it's, it's work that I'm gonna have to do. And constant communication that I never was going to get to a point where destiny can take care of destiny fully and wholly by herself Mm. always need God for something and if I'm being real I don't I didn't want that in that session there are some days I still don't it's like I don't want to pray about this before I do it because this is what I'm gonna do yeah and I think that that's so it's it's humbling to realize that you will not arrive to that place that where none of us are created for that and that was hard for me to do. And I think outside of um, 
outside of, I guess, interpersonally, when I look externally, yeah, I want to arrive to the hilltop, honey, and money is, is in. Okay. Like, I, have, I have arrived. And it's like, nope, you have to wake up and you got to send these emails, boo. Like, you're going to have to go to this meeting. Like, you're, you're constantly going to be doing things and like you were saying in doing things that's where you get the growth that's where your character can be refined and it's beautiful when, when I let it happen but mm-hmm. I, deep down I'm like can I just <laughs> I can't be there can I just be there Lord please please God <laughs> yeah so. but you said something that um I want to talk about you said that um you don't want to get to a place where you like always have to depend on God. I think we think like very natural base when we think about that, right? Like I don't want to need nobody. I got myself. I could do this Mm -hmm. where when we think about God, it has to be about the supernatural. Right. And one thing about God and what I realized as I began to like really dig into the Bible and I love the stories of the Bible, the people, because they give me context to like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm not the only one. Cool. But um, the story about Moses and how Moses was like, um, how do you want me to lead these people? I stutter. I, I can't talk. Like, I, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And he kept saying, I can't do this without you. And um, there was a pastor named Darius Daniels that kept saying that God really wanted Moses to understand that exactly. You cannot do it without me. And because of that, there is an insurance of reliability, which means you need to rely on me in order for this to come forth. And I think that's how you know that you are supposed to be living a life of purpose is I can't do this by myself, even though he's gifted me for it, even though he's purposed me for it. It it comes as a package deal. I got to tap into him in order to really walk this thing out. That's good. That's good. It's like, that's the point. It's like, yep, I was waiting on you to figure that out. Yes, he's like, finally, thank you. <laughs> now you see the point. <laughs> so glad we're so glad we're on the same page now. <laughs> I think I, I just yeah, I'm trying to get there. I think that for me, the word progress is forward or onward movement toward a destination. Or the second definition is move forward or onward in space or time Mm. and what's so interesting about the second definition is that god exists outside of time yes oh yes trust me i know that (laughs) he doesn't live there at all and this is why when people say perfect timing if you put the human context on perfect timing you would think that it's supposed to be in the time that you want it but it is literally the opposite and when we understand that it's opposite from what I thought it was, then that means that the way that I've been looking at time and the way that I think that I, oh God, I've been waiting for a long time. I, I can't believe this hasn't happened. It's like, well, it was never supposed to be on your time anyway. Perfect mm-hmm. timing means perfect to him, not you. And so when we, when he has us waiting on things, there is a, you know, there is a moment where you can be like, really guy, like you're going to keep, you're going to keep me waiting. You're going to have me at the end of my rope before you give it to me. And he's like, yeah, that timing has nothing to do with you. I got to make sure where I'm sending you is prepared for you. I also got to make sure you're prepared to get there. I'm not sending you there if it's not, if both of those things are not ready yet. Mm-hmm. And there'll be moments where you don't feel like you're ready. And that, that's when you have to understand, I got to tap into him. In order to even be prepared to walk into this, I'm not prepared on my own. Naturally, I'm not. But because of him, he has allowed me to be able to progress in this area. 
That's good. So I guess when you are just doing your thing, how do you measure progress? Like I know we have societal measures that all of us kind of accept. Like we, if we were getting X amount of likes before and we're getting more now, if we had X followers before, we have more followers now. For you, you speaking, your speaking engagements, if you had X amount last year and you have more this year, that type of thing, is that strictly how you view it? Or are there other measures that you think about when you think about progress now? I, I can't view it like that. Um, naturally, it is the first instinct that you're going to have because you're mm-hmm. human. You're going to be like, oh, the likes, the events, like what's happening? What are people saying about them? But I had to learn um, early <laughs> as I started to kind of like really walk into my purpose that if I did that, then I will always be, I will be unfulfilled. And so what I had to learn is, are the things I'm doing purposeful and do they reach people and help people? That is how I am able to grade what it is that I'm doing, how I'm able to like say I have progress in this area. There were moments where I didn't do this before and now I'm doing that. And one of the biggest things I've, I've learned about that is when I am trying to really operate in my purpose and do the things that God wants me to do, speaking, writing, any of those things, mm-hmm. if I am always ready for the validation, then I'm not doing it for the right reasons. Mm. I have to get to a point where I always wait to see if it's reached somebody. When somebody says like, oh my God, that really resonated with me. I'm like very thankful because they have no idea like how scared I was or how, how, even though you saw the live, how I was holding my hands the whole time, like yeah. try, try not to like let my legs shake. They don't know that I was like super hot the entire time because I was so nervous or they don't know that I was shaking on the mic when I got on it. And, you know, it makes all of that nervousness and all the things that I think goes into like really like giving your all and kind of like performing at this place. It makes all of that dissipate when you realize who you're reaching. And when I think about my life and how I used to stutter, how I hardly wanted to talk to the point mm-hmm. where if when my mom would pull up to a fast food restaurant and she'd be like, order your food. I'd be like, no, can you do it? That's how scary and nervous and shy I was. And I know when I'm, as I look back on those moments now, I'm like, the enemy really did not want me to use my voice. And anytime something is attacking you like that, where you're that nervous or you're that scared to do it, that means that what's on the other side, the enemy already knows what could happen on there. And so you have to think like that and say, I know what the enemy is trying to do, and I'm going to make sure that I still do this and I do it well to, to like get back in the face and say, no, you cannot stop me from fulfilling what God has for me. And so I have to look at it like, who's, who am I impacting? What is changing? And am I getting changed while I'm doing this? So there will be moments where God will have you speaking and you're, you're broken. You, you still need healing. And he got you talking about something that you're still struggling with. And there have been moments where I didn't even care. Somebody said, hey, um, that really helped me. It was moments where I was like, that was for me. <laughs> I don't know if that was anybody else, but that helped me see God better. That helped me trust him more. That helped me have more faith in what it is that he has me doing. And so. Yeah, I have to make sure that I look at the impact and also both on a on an external level and also on an internal level. Mm-hmm. Am I being changed by the things that I'm doing for God? And is somebody being changed on the other side of that? Um, that's important because if you look at the other stuff, you will you will be jacked up. 
Because there'll be moments where somebody won't come up to you afterwards and say, that was great. Or okay. I enjoyed that. There'll be moments where people have supported you, but won't, you know, won't release that out of their mouth. So if you wait on that, oh my God, they're going to be, mo- well, you're going to walk away and be like, dang, I didn't do that right. Or I should have did this. I should have did that. You cannot, as hard as it is, because it is hard to not do that, but you cannot let that be the focal point of what it is that you're doing or waiting for that to continue to do what you do. You literally have to say, I am here to impact. When, when that impact is happening, that is how I know that I'm fulfilling what God has me to do right now in this season. I think that is so good because, as you know, I release a devotional. And I think that I didn't see that for me, huh? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's good, y'all. It's so good. <laughs> Thank you, sis. <laughs> I was not... I wasn't setting out to do that. I mean, even for real, going to the podcast, that was already intimidating enough. So it's like, okay, I'm doing that. And then that the devotional comes and it's like, whoa, this is larger. Okay. So starting to prepare for that, doing it. And I think that before it was released, I yeah, I had to get to a point where it's like, this is for you. Mm-hmm. You trying to prepare for some stuff. You talking about power and preparation. You need to prepare for some things. You need to speak life into yourself for some things. Those mm. scriptures, they're for you. You yes. need to them. You need to take some notes. You need to brush out that highlighter. Like this is for you. And once I realized that, it was kind of easier to share with everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like th- there's something. There's a movement that's happening here that, like you said, is impactful. And I think that kind of what you were talking about, what I'm talking about versus when we look at likes or other external factors that are the natural response for us is that what I believe God champions is the quantitative thing Mm -hmm. that aren't, they can't be quantified. Mm -hmm. You might not be able to see how many hearts are starting to change how many how many bits of the word that you're depositing in somebody how just mm-hmm. using your voice the, and standing in the power that you have gives somebody else the permission to do the same thing Ooh, that's it that's it <laughs> like, listen because there have been moments where people will tell me months later you know mm-hmm. when, you, oh, when I go to homecoming when I go to homecoming, people have walked up to me and be like, that really helped me. That really pushed me. I really needed that. I saved that video. And it's like, what? I didn't even know that you were, you know, like watching. I right. I, I, I didn't I didn't see that. And what you just said about quantitative, what I think about with God is he is such an intangible God. Yes, he works in the tangible as well. But if he cares so much about your heart and so much about who you are on the inside, that he wants to develop those things so much more than what he will show you on the external. It's almost as if it works hand in hand. He said, we're going to make sure this internal is right. And just because when your internal is right, that glow is going to come out externally. He -hmm. cares so much about those intangible gifts and those intangible growth, that intangible growth that he gives us, that he's like, you know what? I got to develop you in this part. I know you think the likes and all this stuff is is the cutest part about this, but that is not going to be able to help you in the middle of the night when you're crying. I got to build you up emotionally. I got to make sure that you are emotionally intelligent enough to handle the purpose that I have over your life. Can you do that? Can you walk this thing out even when you don't get no likes? Can you walk this thing out when nobody tells you that what you just said reached them? 
can you still do it when you're not getting that instant gratification? And I think that because of the way that he works on our intangible and on our inner growth, that we have to make sure that we always keep that as a focal point and as a priority um, over all the other stuff. And every time you do get, you become human and you say, dang, did nobody like that? Did nobody, you know, just, just check yourself, have that moment, sit in that, but don't stay there, you know? And I think sometimes we can hear somebody talk about something like, well, I need to just change and I need to get better about that. And yeah, that's true, but also allow yourself to feel the things you're supposed to feel. And then once you felt that and you say, who told me this? That's one thing like therapists love to say, who told you that lie? What evidence do you have to support that lie? Evidence. If you have no wow. evidence, wow. you have no evidence, then it's a lie. And and make sure that you understand that. You say that to yourself. That's a lie. I don't even know. Nobody told me that. I conjured this stuff up in my head. And because of that, I, I can't, I cannot I cannot continue to let that dictate how I move. Because mm. if I let that dictate how I move, then who is getting impacted? Mm. That is good. Wow. I think what is so crazy is one of the scriptures from the devotional is Galatians 1.10. And I'm telling y'all, it just rocked me. It says, obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you can't please people. And be a servant servant is like a dying of self it's doing things that other people might not have the direct revelation of it's gonna be having to have that alone time where you might have to profess something and people don't know what you talking about come on Noah like (laughs) those times and I think that that's the true movement of faith that's the true like progress that God wants us to make when it's Mm -hmm. like okay it's me and you now we can cut all the other stuff because all that stuff fades. We didn't even have Instagram X years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I think that it's just crazy how much emphasis we place on certain things. Or it's for me, I'm telling y'all, I mean, Instagram is a thing for me too, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, but work, <laughs> that title on that LinkedIn, okay? Yeah. Like, I <laughs> am trying to glow and grow. Yeah, glow <laughs> and yes, grow. <laughs> the glow and grow is happening all within me it's i mean i'm telling you like power and prose is such a a testament of that Mm -hmm. i used to be you couldn't you couldn't pay me to say a poem in front of nobody like going somewhere (laughs) you better talk to somebody else you better hop on youtube you ain't hear no poem from me yep (laughs) do a podcast for a year and every other week there's a poem that's that's like not even in the character that I thought I had within me to act out yeah and I yeah. think that that speaks to the change that's happening on the inside that's progress mm-hmm. and I can't say I'm making any more coin which is zero than I'm making <laughs> more off my poems but that doesn't mean that there's not progress being made in that area intangible is the difference. And mm-hmm. I think we don't give enough credit to that. And partly, I think it's because externally, people can't say, oh my God, girl, your heart looks like it has a bigger capacity to love people. Woo! You about to touch on something that is so important. Nobody can say, oh my God, I think you you have more forgiveness in you. Mm, listen, listen. 
I remember when I start talking about healing and I realized that there was moments, no, that that entire journey would mean me having to congratulate myself when I have seen things differently. If something that used to trigger me didn't trigger me as much. Come if, on. Uh, something, if I didn't forgive somebody, but now I, I am now have a posture of forgiveness. Come if on. I used to compare myself all the time, but now I'm starting to c- congratulate people that I used to compare myself to because I know that my time is coming too. And the thing about that is it's sometimes only things you can see. So if I'm progressing with it on the inside and no one can see it, that sometimes can make you not want to continue to progress because you're like, well, what's the point? If, if, if I'm the only person that's seeing it, then, then what's the point in me doing this? Because let's mm-hmm. be honest, externally is what usually gets people attention. So the, the marriages and the, the gender reveals and the new job and you're about to move and you got a new business and all this stuff like that, people are always going to celebrate those external things. But what if we took the time to celebrate the things that people do internally? What, what if we had healing parties? What if we had um, parties that said, oh, my God, I, I saw that you have changed in your forgiveness. I remember there was a time where you wouldn't even bring up his name. Now you're starting to say, oh, I remember that time where you couldn't bring up that past friendship or you couldn't bring her up or him up. That, like, I, re- I really wish that women learned how to, especially black women, learn how to celebrate those things. Like, I noticed this, this about you. That's why when I noticed if my friends or the people around me has changed, even if they know that I have, because I pay attention to stuff like that. I'm like, I just want to let you know that I am really proud of you. I know that it's been a long journey. I know that that past season really was was very painful, but you got through it. Yeah, You healing. Like I make sure to bring those things out of people because I realize that the average person is not going to tell them. And because mm-hmm. of that, that might discourage them from continuing to go. That's good. That is so good. I don't think we, we don't have those moments. Right. And I think sometimes what I really think it is, is that the other people sometimes aren't there mm-hmm. on their own journey. Mm. And when they see you forgiving people and they still mad at somebody for mm-hmm. something, I don't, I mean, it's kind of weird to celebrate that because I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how you doing it. Yes, because it could be me. You okay. know, we must do that. <laughs> That's how like, somebody does. Like, well, God is doing a work, honey. And he ain't worked on me yet, okay? <laughs> yes. So, I think that that is part of it. It's like, wow, because um, one thing that I did this year, which super shocked at myself, how you were saying, like, you got to be like, okay, you did that, girl. Mm-hmm. I had to do that. Um, I was just in total shock, and I didn't need to tell anyone and when I did people didn't know what to do do with the information because they didn't expect it either and it wasn't anything that I even like openly harped on about or was like this sucks I can't believe that they would da 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 it wasn't even that it was just kind of a way of life it's how I was living with I didn't talk to this person and they accepted that it was like our lives never intersected for us not talking to be an issue Mm -hmm. and so when I reached out I reached out. People were shocked. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, we had a, I reached out. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, well, how'd it go? I'm like, it was cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? They were waiting on the shoe to drop and it didn't. There was no trap door to Mm. my faith in that moment. It was just like, this is where we are. 
This mm-hmm. is who we are. And I think when in doing that, that's when it, the growth, I think, me telling people, um, they could see, they could congratulate, they could be like, wow, like, look at mm-hmm. you. Like, you know what I'm saying? That type of thing. But I think that I felt good in the doing, yeah. in the doing, mm-hmm. it felt good because I know that there was no way that destiny was doing it. Yeah. There's no way that I mm-hmm. was doing it. And so it was something, it was something to celebrate because in those moments when you're doing something that you would never do, so you thought, mm-hmm. and you're doing it, we often want to clap for the action, but it's faith behind that thing. Come on now. That's it. You <laughs> never did before to do something that other people not going to understand because your camp ain't there yet. Yeah. That yeah. Is some faith behind that. That is some, I got, if you said it, we believe it now. <laughs> Let's see. Yes. And that is so that true. Is what you want people to see. That's what you want is to be like, wow, like. I, I didn't think you was ever going to do that, girl. Like, look at you. That's and progress. They're, they're applauding the the thing, but underlying that is the, the faith that you have. Yeah. It's the faith that you have and also the person you became by acting that faith out, by mm. actually trusting and leaning on that faith. And I think that we, because we live in a society that is so external, those moments rarely happen where somebody else can call that out. And I I always have to make sure, that's why I try to make sure that I keep a journal so I can look back at some of the stuff that I said. Like, well, there was a moment where I was so broken that I didn't, I thought that this was my life. I did not think that I would be able to progress past this point. I didn't even know that healing was available. I didn't know that purpose was on the other side of this. I, You know, like, that's why it's important to keep track of some of the things you feel, to keep track of where you've been so that you can say, I have progress. And I think that's the difference between arriving somewhere and having forward progression. With arriving, you are the same person, right? You just, you just, you just set the destination. That's all you cared about. Yeah. For a progression, that means that I have become someone new in this thing, and this was God's intention. This was God's intention the entire time. I'm somebody new because I decided to embrace the journey instead of always looking for my destination or my next thing. I think that the measurement is really what what has to shift and then we have to champion impact that's been something that i have to repeat to myself mm-hmm. as i move forward with the show i need to start saying it about work to be real is that yes, I girl. Have impact with what i do i used to have a little list and i have wrote out by x month i want x <laughs> followers and by this month i want this many listeners and by this month and it was like i was putting how many average comments i want to have i'm talking to the T. If you could engage and I could map it out, it was mapped. Okay. And I hit it the first time and I was like, woo. And I think after that, I'm pretty sure I wasn't praying as much about the show or like whatever. I'm not even sure if that was a thing like to recall. Mm-hmm. But after that, after that first little goal set, I didn't hit nothing on that list. It was like, if I wrote it down, it was it was made sure that it didn't happen. And I think that I have to pivot what my measurement was yeah it was like you can't stop recording because you didn't get a hundred more followers this month you, mm-hmm. you could do that yeah this could be your last show Ooh, or wow you could think about the impact that you've had with the those who are listening yeah 
Yep. That's what you could think about. That's who you could perfect your craft for. Mm-hmm. That's what you're reading this article about podcasting for. It's for those people. Yeah. That's what it, you're doing. You're doing it for you. I listen to my own episodes, first of all. So I get blessed. <laughs> this is for you. Yeah, definitely. And you also have to realize that there are certain things that God wants you to do that is on that journey, right? Mm-hmm. So He might have you doing the He might have you doing the podcast so that you can get very confident in, in saying your poems out loud, which right. will open up another stage. And right. so that's why it's so important to be obedient when He says, "I need you to use this gift in this way." It is so important for us to say, "Okay," because we have no idea what can come from us being obedient in that gift. It's like yeah, it's I, huge. Yeah, progress is. I think I think about it as a fault, which is why my therapist is like, you're not broken. Mm. I think if there's if there's a room for me to progress, then I have messed up in some way. There's a blind spot that's here. And again, that's taking a wrongful ownership of what's going on because I'm not steering the ship. Yeah. God is steering it. God's telling me where to go. He's the mm-hmm. one who's orchestrating everything. I'm carrying it out. And I think that when I think about things in that way, or when any of us think in that way, it kind of takes the reins back mm-hmm. from what God's trying to do. And we say, no, we got this. No, I know what I should be doing. I know that I'm going to touch X amount of person. When the people who are supposed to listen to what we have to share, to, to hear our testimony, mm-hmm. to see our art, that they are also on a journey. And yeah. You meet those people again at that perfect time, which is God's time. So mm-hmm. that way it has a maximum result for the effort that you put in. Yes. Yes. And it's it's so important uh to do that because when I think about where I started, so when I moved back to Georgia and I was just like you, I was like, I'm broken. Listen. And I don't know how I'm going to be fixed. I, mm-hmm. I am hurt. <laughs> I am. I don't know where to go. And guys are saying, write it down. So I wrote it down, you know, started doing my journals. And he's like, no, I, I want you to write a blog. And I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not sharing all that now, <laughs> you know. Like, first off, I got an image, you know. I, You know, people think that I'm fine all the time. I'm great and I'm dandy. Uh-huh. And, you know, I have this certain type of life and, I was like, no, that that makes me look imperfect, and God was like, exactly. Off the record, record, listen. (laughs) I I was like, you know, I I want to keep this image up. I don't I don't want to show this side of me. I don't want to show the imperfect parts of me. And Mm -hmm. he was like, no, that's exactly what I want you to do. Because you the the biggest gift you can give somebody is to let them know that they're not alone. That's the hugest gift you can give somebody. And so that's why it's so important to be transparent and vulnerable about what it is that God is taking you through and what he wants you to share about that journey. And so I started writing and had no idea what would happen, how it would, how it would uh, progress my life. I, I just started writing. I was like, well, you know, there is no destination here. We just go see. And from that is how I was able to start speaking from that is how I was able to start like getting invited to do certain things and be able to facilitate. And I think about what if I did not start that blog? You know, and, and the same with you, Destiny. What if you didn't start this podcast? You got to be ready for what God is going to take you just because you are obedient in this season. Yeah. You said, I'll do it. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to work out. We're going to see how it happens. Okay, numbers, cool. I, I don't know what this is going to look like. I'm just going to do it. And because you are obedient in this season, 
it's going to be doors that he's going to open past this one that you're like, had I not started this, this wouldn't even came. Like I wouldn't been able to get there. I, I mean, I, I'm seeing it now, right? Yes. Like, There's just so many, so many things. People um, intimidated to move. It's like, mm-hmm. I feel this is in New York. It's the most creative I felt in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, what if I was scared to move yeah. to the city? What if I was scared to, I was nervous to apply to the J school in college. Mm-hmm. I was if I was going to get in. It was always a what if. Yeah. Again, which we have no evidence for that it's going to be true. We have Ooh. nothing substantial to base our thoughts off of. But I was thinking it. I was like, wow, like, I don't know. What if I'm getting to J school? Then I'm going to, what I'm going to do? Maybe I should just pick something yeah. else. It was like, we count ourselves out so completely. Quickly. Yep. So Before quickly. we even walk into it. We Come don't on. even give ourselves a chance. And it's like, you, we're wasting time asking what if, when it's like, well, what if it actually worked out? And we never asked that one, which is so interesting. And I think that reveals where our faith could be strengthened mm-hmm. in an area oh, yeah. where we don't ask that question, where we don't say, all right, so let me say I reached out to Jasmine. She says yes for the pie. What are we going to talk about? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. What we need to do is get prepared prepared mm-hmm. for the thing okay if I sit in this position how am I going to make sure I want to get promoted at work so I'm mm-hmm. like, okay I, instead of thinking about the title and how I don't got it yet and when this guy gonna give it to me I need to be thinking about when I am at that next level how Woo! am I gonna embody the people how am I gonna um champion the people that are gonna be working under me yes Yes. Because I and, do not want to be a trash supervisor. I do not have them, and it ain't fun. Girl, we all have. <laughs> You're like, I do not want to be that. But I think that that is huge in progression. So progression means when you, not only have you prayed and you believe that this will happen for you, but is when you start preparing for the things you've prayed for. Mm. Let's be honest. There are times where we pray for stuff, we get them, and we be like, woo, unexpected night. <laughs> you know <laughs> Didn't know it'd be like this. Oh, and it's like, like, it's in the welcome packet. Hold yeah, on. Yeah. This wasn't in the job description. This wasn't in what I thought. And so I, I often wonder, what does it look like to prepare? And I think, honestly, mm-hmm. it comes from the heart posture in saying, while I am praying for this, I am simultaneously saying, God, prepare me for this. Mm-hmm. I'm praying, yes, and I'm waiting for this to happen in my life, but I'm also, God, make room in my life for this. Make room in my heart for this. Allow me to, that when I get into this position or I do this thing, let my mindset be right. Let my heart be right. There have been moments where I pray for certain things, and then, like, I start getting the challenges to actually, like, bring this out of me, like, patience or wisdom. And I'm like, dang, why is this happening in my life? And it's like, didn't you ask for God to prepare mm-hmm. you for? Mm-hmm. You know, didn't you ask for that? Um, One of the things um, in the Bible that I think about a lot is David's son um, ended up praying. I think his, yeah, I think it was Solomon. I think his son is Solomon. He asked God for wisdom. He didn't ask God for money. He didn't ask God for more women. And he he had all those things at his fingertips. He asked God for more wisdom. And when he asked for more wisdom, that showed God that, oh, you really care about who you are on the other side of this. You don't necessarily care about the external things and what I can give you. You care about your heart posture. When you ask God for things like that, give me wisdom to be able to handle this job that I want so bad. Give me the patience. Give me the intestinal fortitude to walk out the things that I said that I was going to walk out. And I think when we change 
the way that we are praying and we also not only ask God for things, but we ask God to prepare us for things. I think that that is how you know that you are in a place of progression and, the, and you'll, you'll realize the power in that. I think that our language, again, power and prose, I think there is power in our prose and prose. Um, again, it's just another word for language or story. And which is why this podcast is not called power in poetry, because as you can <laughs> see from this conversation, that is not, where the power lies. That is how the power can be manifested. There's power in our language. And that's something that everybody can do. And I think that's why um, I'm thankful that my show can reach people that aren't writers. I think there are a lot of writers that tune in, um, Mm -hmm. but I'm thankful that I can reach people that don't. And I think it's because there's power in language and all of us struggle at some point um, with that, with owning that there's power in our voice. I mm-hmm. think there's authority in that, which we have to learn how to will. There's um, there's responsibility in that, and your voice being powerful and the things that you say impacting things and changing things. And there's accountability in it. Yes, yes. Girl, you better preach. That's it. <laughs> that is it. And so I just really, my hope, is that moving forward for me, for you, for everyone listening, that progress, we start to look at it a little bit different, right? Because I think, especially when we talk about 2020, people in kind of future, down and out. Girl, they done said, you could, and then I, it's crazy because they're asking for a new year, but they mm-hmm. have the same mindset. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, nothing mm-hmm. is going to change, you know? COVID won't just miraculously be over next year and, and your mind won't miraculously change. And so it's, I, I often look at that and I'm like, I, people are counting this year out and I get it. No, it's been very difficult. <laughs> you know, we've seen things that we didn't expect to see. We've had to pivot in ways we didn't know we would have to pivot. Okay. Ain't and, seen ever, not never. Yeah. Like we have never seen a year like this. So, you know, it's, it's okay to be hurt that this Mm -hmm. has to change. Mm -hmm. But I I want us, I want to push us to grieve the old and don't stay in that grief, but get up from that grief and say, you know what? That is not the way that life is right now. I got to, God, prepare me for what life is right now. What it's going to look like, how I need to pivot, how I need to move, how I need to progress. How can I do this in, in a way that is effective for me, God? Like, what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. And what can I gain from this season? We always are wondering why we're sitting in something still. We put that still word, mm-hmm. um, which again goes back to time that God does not exist in. Yes. And I think we bypass what we're supposed to gain. It's like, yeah, there is a reason why you're still here. There is yeah. a reason why you're not having a promotion yet. There is a reason why you're still single. There is a reason. Like, there's, there is a reason for X thing. And mm-hmm. I think that um, not obsessing over why we're still there, because then we miss out on the other work that we could be doing, putting in connections we can make in X, Y, Z. But yes. I think that when we bypass it in general, like the comments that we've been seeing about 2020, mm-hmm. then we don't, our character misses out on something. Yeah. Our friends miss out on something. Our family misses out on something. Our bank account might be missing out <laughs> on something because we're not doing the work. And yeah. every day we wake up, there are things to do. There's progress that can mm-hmm. be made. It's an opportunity though. And what's interesting about opportunities is you have to, take them they they're they're there 
Yeah. They'll show up. They'll be giving and they're free. Mm-hmm. But you have to lean in. You have to be attuned to what could be there for you specifically. And so that's what I've been trying to think about in 2020. Like, okay, I don't have the cure for COVID. I don't have um, the answer for oppression. Like, you know what I'm saying? There are yeah. just certain things where I'm like, all right. I'm just gonna have to sit in some dedicated prayer on this one, bruh. Like I, I don't, this ain't, this ain't what I'm destined to do right here. Yeah. But there are things that I do have power over that are supposed to happen in this season. I didn't start the writing workshops, even though I was thinking about it and planning it. I didn't start them until we were quarantined, mm. and I think that was divine because I was so good. Scared talk. <laughs> I was looking, I was kind of looking up um, event spaces here in the city and X, Y, Z, but then I started thinking about the money. Then mm-hmm. I started thinking about, should I do it in the city or should I do it in Brooklyn? Where are people going to want to travel? I started thinking about all these logistics and not the content, not the people that'll be freed from it, not the healing that mm. could be fostered in that space. And so I think what was so, so, so amazing, and I thank God for it, is that once I rolled out, I started planning, and then we got shut down. Mm-hmm. We got shut down. It was so heavy on my heart. I was like, I want to write with people. Like, that is, I got back to the nucleus of it. I got to the root of mm-hmm. what it was supposed to be about. And logistics were not a non-factor at this yeah. point. It set up a Zoom, and people pop in, and y'all write. Like, that's it. I mm-hmm. want y'all to get to to the healing part of it. Not thinking about the, the cocktails that you're going to have, <laughs> music, like all of that stuff. Just pop in. And in doing that, um, which is actually how we connected, was yes. in one of my power cafes. Yes, yes. And um, I th- as you're telling this story, I'm like, oh, my God, God is so good because you you were only thinking about New York. And then COVID happened, we had to have an online space. And that meant that women from all over the U.S. could join in and and write and see. And so your impact ended up being greater um, than what you expected it to be. I didn't even think about it like that. Girl, you got to think. You got to think. You got to see how God does it. That is so real. And that's the thing is I could have seen it. I thought it was great, but I thought it was great again, kind of off of affirmation. I knew the feeling that I had after the first workshop and then the mm-hmm. second and the third. So I did feel that inner, inner personal progress. But of course, externally too, it was like, oh, thanks for the workshop. Da, da, da. So it's okay. Cool, cool, cool. We cool. We cool. Yeah. Everybody calm down. We good. <laughs> but I think that with what you just said, that's progress. I probably yeah. could have been stressing out about logistics on maybe trying to do it in person, but then doing it in Atlanta where you are doing it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Where yeah. it's like, Zoom gives me the ability to progress at a much faster rate than yes. the way Destiny was trying to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that is just so dope and amazing. And again, that happened in 2020. Yeah. That's the thing. God is giving out, he's handing blessings out in 2020. But one thing people got to understand, in order to have power in your progression, you got to learn how to surrender. And Mm. and a constant, uh, uh, like, you're going to have to do that thing daily. If you don't understand how to surrender, because that's the thing, you can wait or you can wait well. And in order to wait well, you have to understand that 
in my surrender, I need to start having words like this when I'm praying. I need to start um, using my words wisely. And one of the things you should be saying is, I know God got me. I know you got me, God. No matter what happens, I'm going to be fine. You already know the desires of my heart. Prepare me for those things. Just, but I surrender. It's no longer in my hand. It was never in my hand in the first place, but sometimes I tried to grab it anyway. Mm-hmm. It was never in my hands in the first place. I surrender. When you surrender and let it shape the way it's supposed to shape and organically and authentically, I believe that is when he moves. And the people that I've seen get super blessed it's still in 2020 has surrendered all of them, even including mm-hmm. myself. I said, God, you got it. <laughs> Listen, I have tried it my way. It doesn't work. <laughs> I am tired of struggling. You got it. And the moment I said, you got it. And I don't care what it looks like. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. He says, now you're in the place that I need you to be in. Now I can move you. Now it's time to, to now that I've seen that you have progressed to the point where you understand this. Now I can move in your life. Mm. Mm. I saw a message from Pastor Travis Green. He's also an artist. So I didn't know. I just I found out this year. Okay. <laughs> I just found um that they were pastors. I had no idea. And I'd be yes, Green, okay. Mm-hmm. Um so they have a church called Forward City. It is in Charlotte. And his wife. Um, she's also a pastor and she did a sermon. I want to say like two weeks ago, it's on YouTube. Forward city is a church. It is called dead man walking. Oh, I got it. I'm going to check that out. Let me write that down right now. Dead man walking. And she was talking about surrender. And I just, that message really, really, really got me because we're supposed to walk by faith, but it's a constant surrender. You you can't, you have to be, you have to die to self. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And yeah. so when she just first revealed the title, I was like, where are we going? Where yeah, we going? what was about to <laughs> We talking about COVID. Talking, I was like, dang, like this is, this is it. This is the call. Yeah. This is how we're supposed to be. And yeah. in our um dead state that's how we become alive that's how we get invigorated to do what we're supposed to do there's also a song um where it talks about surrender it is called cisterns and it's about psalmist rain oh so good okay you want to you want to cry you want to worship cisterns it's so good and in the song he says we got to die to ourselves so he says that and then right after that he said but god has this thing about taking dead stuff and making it alive stuff. Woo. And I... That's what, that's what you went in the full-blown <laughs> I first heard that song and I started crying right there. It mm-hmm. was like, because when you first hear Dada Herself, it's like, here we go, here we go, here we go. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, that is hard. I know yeah. I'm supposed to do it, but it's hard. I know I'm supposed to do it, but then how am I going to make sure that the thing I'm supposed to do gets done? I know I'm supposed to do it, but we start thinking about all these things. And I loved in the song how right after he said that, he said, but God has this thing mm-hmm. about making death, ter- taking death stuff and making it a lot stuff. And I think that's the beauty of it. And that's what's so countercultural oh, to yes. with God. That is what's so countercultural to our human brain. Yeah. When something's dead, it's, that's sick. It's, it's, it's over. Last ride, it ain't doing nothing else the progress has ended but yeah God, that's where the progress begins, begins. that's be, it's because he he works off of a broken spirit and a contrite heart you have been worn down to to the nitty-gritty 
And so a lot of, there have been moments where I'm like, God, you, I remember I prayed one time, you don't got to break me no more. <laughs> you can just, you can just, you know, uh, show up, I'll listen. But then I realized, are you shapeable when you're not broken? Mm. Are you easily formed then? No. It is in our brokenness and in our, in the, in the times that we have died to ourselves, literally, we didn't have no choice because there's two choices you have. You can die to yourself voluntary. You can die to yourself involuntary. One of it's going to get done either way. And let me tell you, y'all, that ladder dying to yourself involuntarily is no fun. It's no fun at all because now you're being forced to sit still. Now you're being forced mm-hmm. to sit with yourself. Now you're being forced to start to try to figure out, okay, what do I need to do? How do I need to do that? And I think it's important that we understand that dying to ourselves, I know that sounds like a very religious term, but it really just means get out of your ego, get out of your head, get out of that pride, get out of saying that I don't want to do this because of what da 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 It's really understanding that what you're doing is not just for you. Yeah. When we get that and we like really sit in that thing, then it's easier for us to start walking stuff out. It's easier for us to start podcasts. It's easier for us to start to do a devotional. When we say this has nothing to do with me, I am merely the vessel that is carrying this thing out. When you realize that you are the vessel and that this has nothing to do with you, that is surrendering. That is how you surrender in progress. When you realize I am merely just a vessel. And that feels good, too, because it's like, I am a vessel for such a great work. When somebody has that freedom moment and they, they're released from something that they just felt was such a burden, was so yes. heavy, and you played a part in that, when you surrender to that, that, I mean, is just indescribable. Yeah. The place that it can take you, the connection that you have with God, with other people in that moment. And it gives you the confidence that you need to do the stuff that you want to do because God gives you the desires of your heart, you know? And so it's like, if you desire something, but you're not ready, it's in those moments when you can help other people. That it's like, all right, there we go. Now, now we can go. Yep. That's, that is so true. That's it right there. That's how we progress. (laughs) That's how we progress. Listen. (laughs) I mean, we've said so much, which all of it has been good. I'm definitely going to play this back. For me, I think that as we always have a power tool, the final thought or action item that people can take after listening to this episode, Jasmine, what would you say is the power tool for this episode, the, the key to finding your power in progression? I think it's embracing the current season you're in. Um, None of us, most of us are not necessarily where we would like to be. There's always something else that we're going to be striving for. But if you take the time and just embrace where you are right now and really sit still and say, "God God doesn't have to do anything else for me. When we realize that he's done enough already and we we begin to like operate in that posture, I believe that you're able to see that there there is no destination I need to get to. That long as I am constantly changing, I'm constantly moving towards what God wants me to be. I'm constantly changing in order to operate in the purpose that I'm supposed to have. I'm constantly moving and surrendering and making sure that my mind is right, my heart is right. Long as you keep those things at the forefront, I believe that that is the tool in order to really progress in your life and to really progress forward. 
to get out of being so addicted to destinations. Because let me tell you something, if you are addicted to destinations and it's something that you know that you need to work on, you'll, you'll realize that every time you get to a destination, you're going to say, but I thought that it was going to be different. Mm. Or I wanted to go here. I, I didn't know it would be like this. I didn't. I actually didn't even realize that this would be harder than where I just came from. And had wow. I embraced where I was then, there wouldn't be all these feelings that I'm having now. Now I'm starting to, in retrospect, say, dang, I really should have made sure that I embraced that seed. I really should have learned some more stuff in that season. But because you were so addicted to destination, you didn't realize that. And so that is the tool that I would give you is, Make sure you are sitting still enough. You're embracing where you are. It is okay to have goals. It is okay to want more for your life. God already knows the desire of your, the desires of your heart. But we also have to understand when God gives us the desires of our heart, those desires he will only give us if it is aligned to what he wants you to do. Sometimes those desires might not be aligned with him. And so as we are sitting still and embracing where we are, we got to make sure that the things that we want and the places that we're trying to go and what we're trying to do next align with where he has us going. And how you know it's aligned is blessed. Every time you move forward, God blesses each step. That's how you know it's aligned. What you just spoke about is contentment. Oh, yeah, Paul. You know, Paul talked about that. That's it. Being content, which is difficult when you are moving for claps. Because claps <laughs> typically come when a big progression externally has been made. Yeah. Nobody yes. claps when it's like, oh, you're content with your job that you've had for the past. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody is saying that. Nobody. Oh, great. You're content. That's, that's great. <laughs> Congrats, girl. You're doing amazing, CD. <laughs> I know. So I think that's it. Being content with not getting the claps about your contentment. Even yeah. that is a thing. Yeah. Worrying about your internal progression. I think mm-hmm. that that's the biggest tool. Mm-hmm. Be concerned with your in, internal progression because when you guess what happens automatically when you become concerned about that, when you embrace that internal progression externally things will just happen naturally you'll be like oh my god there have been moments where I've said I don't even know how that happened I don't and somebody had to remind me girl you have put in the work you have set still you have healed you have allowed yourself to progress internally when everybody around you is progressing externally Mm. and you sat still and you prayed for them you clapped for them and you kept you stayed you stayed surrendered and in your place for as long as you could, like, that is why you're starting to see the things that are happening in your life. It it is no coincidence. It is no accident that God is starting to bless you. It's because you took the time to worry about your internal progression. There is power Mm. in internal progression. Mm. That's it. Come on. (laughs) I told y'all that Jasmine's going to come on here and give us that J new wisdom. (laughs) So I'm just thankful that you was able to pop through with the people, kick it with us cool kids. Um, And if we wanted to kick it with you, let us know where we can keep up with you, where we can see more of your work and how we can support you. Yeah. So my Instagram is jnewlove. Um, I have a website, jnewism.com. That's my blog website. 
Um, I also have a website for my nonprofit. It's called youthcbeyond.org. So yeah, just connect with me on there. You can write me messages. You can DM me. Like I answer DMs. I talk to people. But I just want to take this moment to like just honor you, Destiny, for like listening to God, for being obedient, for doing this work, for creating spaces for for women, for for creating spaces, especially for Black women. Uh, we need this, and I hope that you know that you are impacting the the women around you, women that you can't even see face to face. You are already making an impact. So just please keep going. Please keep doing what you what you got to do in order to make sure that you are um, getting the message out, that you're you're really helping people find their power in their voice and find their power in prose. And I'm proud. Um, I'm happy to, to be here. And yeah, I just want to honor you um, in this moment. Oh, I'm here for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I think it's definitely, yeah, it's always a thing. Like literally what's so crazy um, is that what the show is about it's about me. Like yeah. it's, it's literally, I think that's why in the beginning, which is so interesting is that I wanted to co-host badly. I wanted to co-host. I was waiting. I was praying. I'm like, all right, God, I'm, I'm feeling it. We can do the podcast thing. So who's going to do it with me? And it was like, Girl, it's me and you. Okay. <laughs> and I didn't understand that, but I think that it created space again for me to lean on God and to, um, find the, again the power in my pros. What is that? Like you don't need to lean on other people oh. to deliver the message that I have for you. You mm-hmm. think this is the Moses and Aaron moment, and it ain't. This is a you thing. You can do this. I have divinely instructed you, and not only did I instruct you, but you're the one who's obedient. What mm-hmm. if I had a co-host on here and she she wasn't about it? Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm trying to decide if I want to stay being her friend or be obedient to God. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like, no, we're in an awkward place. And so I think that it is always, um, I always just am so thankful when people can see what I'm trying to do. Cause some days I'm like, listen, I'm just, I gotta do this thing cause I'm doing it now. So I gotta be, <laughs> I gotta be in it to win it. But yeah. I wonder sometimes if it's, if it's apparent, which again, it's not a need. Um, but, it's always beautiful when people see the work that you're putting in, but also feel feel the nutrients from the fruit. Oh yes, yes, it, it means something. I think that I think that gives that lets you know, like, okay, you know, you know, it's not easy doing it. So I'm glad that you know somebody is saying right. like they resonated. Power pros ain't paying my power. Okay, yeah, period. Period. <laughs> Not yet. 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 So. Yes, they say yes. Yeah, because we're going to speak. It's going to open some doors. Watch what I say. It's going to open some doors. So, yeah. Yet. I'm thankful that you're here. I'm so happy for your nonprofit, um, all your speaking engagements, every time that you host something, just the life that you bring to things that you do. Um, and I know that people are just going to be fed as you continue on your journey and your walk. Um, so y'all, please be sure to follow Jasmine. All of her info will be in the show notes. So you a click away from connecting with her on a deeper level. As always, you can keep up with the show at Power and Pros Podcast on Instagram. And you can keep up with me, your girl Des, on Instagram and Twitter at Zest of Des. Um, always, 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 especially during this time, y'all, if you are writing and you want to share, hit your girl up. You can email me at powerandprose at gmail.com. 
And also, we talked about the Devo a little bit. The devotional will be available for download in the show notes. So you can yes. get that if you follow me on Instagram. You can also get it for download um, via the link in bio on Instagram. So there are people that went through with us with the devotional each and every day. Um, prayer calls, IG lives, all the IG lives are there, but I just wanted to make sure it was available for people to read, to share with those who didn't join us um, during the week that it was launched. So that is available as well. So be sure to profess your power. There's power in pros and we'll kick it next time. Bye. Bye guys.